One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch, and I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. I'm glad everyone brought uh, a little snack with. Jason's got his coffee. <laughs> Lindsay's I got, my got coffee. her vegan yogurt. <laughs> Huge. And you're in a suit. And I'm in a suit, exactly. Yeah. That's my snack. We all I got a snack today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I just set that up for you. <laughs> yeah, you really did. I appreciate that. Uh, so anyways, today is a big day for, uh, for two people on planet Earth, Lindsay Havens and Billie Eilish, because Billie's de- debut album came out today. Uh, the debut album has an all-caps title, which is, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? It's a perfect narration. Go with eight O's, apparently. <laughs> where do we go? Like you're falling down a hole Screaming and it gets avoid. gradually quieter and quieter. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, Lindsay, you have been a Billy Stan since the beginning, really. I sure have been. Uh, and she's been around a while now, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, I think Ocean Eyes came out when she was 13, um, she is 17 now, as I learned earlier. Jason informed me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a while for her. But at the same time, something I've said before, it, it's been a while on paper, but when you actually think about like how far she's come in that amount of time, it suddenly seems very short to go from having one hit song to being what I would call one of the biggest pop stars right now. Pop in quotes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tr- really truly remarkable um, how huge she's gotten, um, and it feels like this this whole year it, it's it's kind of just getting started for her because now that the album is out, you know, in a couple weeks, uh, one of us is going to see her at Coachella, uh, Lindsay. What if what if Lindsay goes to Coachella and you like skip seeing Billie <laughs> Eilish? You're As like if. You, you're like you know like. Uh, uh, I went to see this other like pop rock group instead, and we were like, Lindsay, no. no. I will say, you know, everyone has their show that I think this was like a Twitter thread. Like, who did you see before they blew up mm-hmm. at like a smaller venue? I saw Billy at Bowery Ballroom, and that will always be like a That's one cool. of those shows. Yeah, because as I was watching her, I was like, this won't happen again. And now she's doing yeah. Radio City, and then yeah. I think it'll just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Who's yours, Joe? Um. Take a little detour in this. <laughs> uh, I, I did at that same Pod. venue. I saw Florence and the Machine oh, pre uh, first album, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I guess I saw White Stripes. Now, I'm, now I sound old. I saw them like before they blew up. Like definitely after they had a couple albums out, but it was still a pretty small venue in my hometown of Minneapolis. That's um, so awesome. And my sister and I were big stands with a lot of time on her hands so we got there early and we were front row and Jack White winked at her so Ugh. wow um, are you sure it wasn't a she you? was probably like 13 at the time so Great. i think it was more just like you're a cute little kid 
Thanks for coming Not to the really show. Not really so insidious, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for clarifying <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> uh, J- what about important. you, Jason? Um, the t- when this Twitter thread was going around, there were two that came to mind. One was actually also at Bowery Ballroom, uh, Frank Ocean, uh, Ooh, which was one. awesome. Uh, after Nostalgia Ultra first came out. I saw him play that oh. chapel after that. Remember, that was like a Fader event, I think, or something? With uh, Bon Iver? Yeah. I was there. Wow. wow. We did not know each yeah, other then. We did not, no. Wow. Look at you now. Look at us now. <laughs> uh, and then I saw uh, Ed Sheeran at Mercury Lounge. Uh, eh. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. But... Wow. He's playing stadiums. Do you remember when sure. he first, God, this is a real detour, when he first came out, like, People were describing him as British singer rapper because yeah. a lot of his early like YouTube yeah. stuff he was like rapping on. The thi- yeah, and the thing that the thing that people f- kind of forget about Ed Sheeran is like there were so many of those like British singer songwriters who were coming over mm-hmm. and just like ninety eight percent of them never made it in the U S. and mm-hmm. he was one that he's hey, one that did. Hey, Bone Man is doing great. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> we should just have like a must hear music. Podcast where Lindsay just talks about Rag and Bone Man for like forty minutes, and we just nod. And we just like That'd fall asleep. I'm only human <laughs> <Yeah>. after all. <laughs> That's the title of it. <laughs> See, that would be a good pun joke if anyone knew the song. You yeah, were exactly. About. Damn it. Well, um, anyway, anyways, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to the thing that ostensibly <laughs> this podcast are is about. Listening for music. Right, right. Um, anyways, so Billie Eilish uh, debut album out now. Lindsay, you picked a couple songs you wanted to hone in on. Uh, one of them is Bad Guy, which yep. is the new single. Uh, so, you know, talk to us. Hit us. I'm going to talk to you guys about Bad Guy. Um, this comes earlier on the album. I think the the order of the track listing is interesting. Rather than a mixed bag, it's definitely, like, top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets into the more melancholy songs yeah. later on. So this is at the top. I think it's interesting because there's, like, a house backbeat to it. Um, and Billy is, like, sing-talking, which I actually don't think we've seen from her yet. So that was that grabbed me, and there are some nice snaps in there, and it's one of those. There we go, just like that. Exactly. It's one of those classic Billy songs that just builds and builds in intensity and in production as it goes on, which is something I've come to love from her. Um, I also thought it was really clever. She's big on playing with gender norms, and has said in a lot of interviews she doesn't want to be feminine. She likes dressing like a guy, and. So playing with the concept of bad guy, it works in both ways. She's talking to someone else being like you're a bad guy and then she's like well like I am too and she doesn't overtly say that but it's pretty clear that you could pick up on that um from the video as well and the main reason I wanted to highlight this it it showcases like a a new confidence from her I think which is something Joe and I we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. a little bit um it it's so evident on the video like she is owning this moment and it's cool to hear that on one of the songs too yeah, I think you get a lot of the sense of the confidence in when she tosses out that uh, cheeky little duh during Ugh, the song. She's duh. showing her teenage years at that moment. Aww. I mean, that's true, but it's also like she seems like a she's good way. having fun. Exactly. And she's comfortable enough on her debut. Like, she's kind of proven herself already. So, like, yeah. on her debut, she's, like, already comfortable enough to, like, kind of throw out some casual asides like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really like this song. Um you know, the kind of sing-speak thing reminds me very much of, like, Lana Del Rey in her uh, vaguely hip-hop mode. I feel like that's probably a big influence on her. Uh, another big influence I see is, you know, like, the way this kind of song involves uh, electronic music and vaguely hip-hop and pop uh, is Taylor Swift's reputation. For sure. I, I feel like that uh, has been a quietly influential 
uh, work on Ms. Eilish and perhaps <laughs> others in the last few years, more so than its initial detractors would have allowed for. Um, and that that similarly, you know, Taylor posited herself as like the bad guy on that. The, yeah. The snake. And uh, Billy's doing the same. Wow. It's true. Wow. I, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. I, I, I believe that like... Um, you know, I, I wrote I wrote about this album, and one of the things that really st- sticks out to me, and I like it a lot, is how she's trying something different on each song. And with Bad Guy, it, it kind of is a uh, a little bit of a mirror with Bury a Friend, but uh, just because she has the kind of same impulses of like that kind of uh, low end, like deep bass, and it's uh, kind of sinister imagery. But yeah, at the same time, like it, it's fashioned like a single. And, um, you know, even though some of the experiments on this album don't necessarily pan out, I think that this is one in in which he's really successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to it before we talk more Billy. Uh, So it is Bad Guy from Billie Eilish's debut album. Bad Guy. Duh. That was Bad Guy. Um, the other song we're talking about. Uh, how do you say this one? We don't know how to say it. We <laughs> should have looked this up. Uh, well, I guess, anyways, it's uh, Ilo Milo, Ilo Milo, Ilo Milo. Ilo Milo. Anyways, um, it's apparently some sort of puzzle. I don't know. I don't do puzzles. Oh, I don't wow. understand. We should uh, we get, we should get Dan Rice in here, <laughs> uh, Billboard uh, news news director Dan Rice, a who's a big expert. a big puzzle head, big puzzler. <laughs> I uh, like a good puzzle. What? I mean, I, I don't. I have I don't nothing play, against them. I don't play. I don't like do like jigsaw puzzles because he does like yeah. jigsaw puzzles, right? Oh yeah, this is intense. They have a puzzle board. <laughs> That they build just, the puzzles on. I just don't understand the appeal. No? I mean, okay. Have one, you ever done, like, jigsaw puzzles? Yeah, I mean, of course, as a kid. I had a really cool one that was the Beauty and the Beast poster mm-hmm. in, oh. in puzzle format. It was really lovely. I liked that one a lot. But, I mean, I haven't done one in years. I mean, maybe. maybe I've I only start... done them when I'm hanging out with Dan lately. <laughs> I'm really bad at puzzles. Is that, like, an okay thing to admit? No. On a Not really. Yeah. yeah. I would. We'll, don't worry. We'll take that off. We'll edit it out. Okay, a few. I would listen to a podcast hosted by Dan Rice called Puzzle Talk. Puzzle, Puzzle Talk? Talk. Just yeah. him talking about puzzles. Free podcast name. Yeah. If anyone out there wants to uh, I feel like do you their could own. do better. You, that would, what if you just narrated the puzzle as you went through it? You're like, oh, I can't really figure out where this pe- – oh, I found it. I'm putting it. Putting it in. Oh, it doesn't quite fit. Oh, no, it does fit. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see where this blue piece goes. Oh, man. Um, I like that I'm idea. Like, yeah, I love this. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's this riveting. is good stuff. Anyways, so there is a song on the Billie Eilish album, uh, Ilo Milo, whatever, uh, mm. named after some puzzle game. Uh, this was another one of your picks, Lindsay. Uh, yes. I don't want to steal your thunder, but you well, I won't it. then. I'll just oh. let you describe oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the way, the best way I can describe this song is as a scary melody. Um, and I've, I've thought a little bit about this with this album, like in terms of is this a concept album, more broadly speaking about dreams and the things that come with that. And, you know, where do we go when we all fall asleep as 
as Eilish says herself. <laughs> um, and so some of the songs are outliers in that, but I think this one totally fits in. There's this creeping melody and these really glitchy vocals that it you can almost visualize her voice moving in slow motion and being like broken apart as it is coming out of her, which I think is really interesting. And I love the reference. She says, friends I've had to bury, and it's just a very like subtle nod at bury mm. a friend, which is similar in to this song and also on the album. But I just like that little nod to a song that's already doing really well for her. Mm-hmm. I also loved one other lyric I just wanted to call out. Don't want to be lonely, hoping you'd come home, which I think is so interesting as a 17-year-old who very openly still lives with her parents at home. Um, I like to think that it's about her family, like either her parents coming home at the end of the day, or more recently, Tatiana in the office did a really great interview with her brother Phineas, and he was saying that... verb. Love that. Oh, I have a notepad from that show on my desk. Is that like a Disney show? I kind of remember. That's like a Disney show. Yes, it's an amazing Disney really? animated series. Oh, it cool. A smash hit series. I was Pear the Platypus for Halloween twice. Wow. <laughs> but the last two anyway, Halloweens. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was recent. I won't lie. Um, but so Tatiana did a really good interview with him in which he said that he had moved out recently and he was really excited to tour with Billy again just to have like that hang time you get with a sibling, which is adorable. So I would like to think that she's sort of reciprocating that here and is like, you know, I just kind of wish that you would come home. Like, I miss having my older Mm. brother here and just messing around with music or whatever that is. But who knows who she was referring to? Who can say? I guess she could say. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, no, I I like this a lot. It has kind of like this uh, childish, like, sing-song lullaby quality to it that I like, which, uh, but then it has, like, a more sinister vibe to it, and those two things always pair nicely together. Uh, there's some reverby synths that are pretty cool in it. Uh, it's just a good sound, and yeah, she has, like, some some real sonic diversity on this album, and her vocals, too, like, are really, I would say, listening to the full album, I didn't realize how good of a singer she actually is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if she has the range, as they say on Twitter, wow. but she's got some range. So <laughs> some range. range. Some range. I no. I mean, that's the real the the standout quality to this song uh, to me is that her she has such like a nuanced vocal take on this song, and you know, obviously uh, songs like "You Should See Me in a Crown" or "Bury a Friend," like the songs that had come out before, like show showed and especially "Ocean Eyes," which still might be my favorite Billie Eilish song. Oh yeah, it's the best. Just, uh, that's like a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it really they showcase uh, her vocal talent, but uh, again, like like I said, there's there's some really subtle changes in this song that I really appreciate and, and are really impressive. Um, yeah, I, this is definitely an, another standout on this album. I want I want to call back to uh, what you were mentioning earlier, Lindsay. Where do we when we fall asleep? Where do we go? So recently, and a reason for hiatus in podcasting, I had pneumonia. And at the, at the height of it, at the height of my feverish pneumonia, oh, no. um, I was like, I went through a whole night where I kept waking up every 40 minutes. So it was like fitful sleeping. Uh-huh. And in my dreams at the height of it, I was very concerned that I had somehow passed into like an alternate reality or Whoa. like a different you know, Maybe you universe did. in the multiverse. And I was like, but I don't want to do that. Well, Joe, you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jason at all. <laughs> No, <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you enter an alternate universe. Well, I guess. it's like yeah. Mission People Impossible. People pull their faces yeah, off. Yeah, I don't know. An Yikes. alternate universe where everyone loves jigsaw puzzles, and I'm yeah. just like, what's going on? <laughs> that sounds frightening. 
Uh, glad you're healthy again. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm healthy. Anyways, uh, but let's listen to it. So it's a song we don't know how to pronounce. It's from Billie Eilish. I'm gonna say Illo Millo this time. So like let's it. listen to it. Uh, so Billie Eilish. Uh, this next one is my pick. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think about it. Uh, so it's uh, Ugly God featuring Lil Pump. Hello. Uh, it is not a cover of Adele. It is uh. not a cover of Lionel Richie. Don't don't worry. Uh, so it's. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so Ugly God. Uh, well, we talked. His song "Water" from a couple years ago was uh, something we both enjoyed very much. Love the that song. Thanks, Ugly God. Callback is ugly hilarious. God. Just imagine Adele's "Hello" and nothing changed about it <laughs> except the the "Thanks, Ugly God" drop is throughout it. I think Whoa. it would make it a better I, yeah, song. Actually. Honestly, yeah, honestly, not like... better, but a nice addition. <laughs> I think it would take it up a level. Uh, so anyways, oh. <laughs> Ugly God and Lil Pump teamed up. Uh, this song is produced by Thank You Fizzle. The production I just love is like this 8-bit video game music kind of mm-hmm. retro style, uh, which is its own sort of like internet subgenre. Uh, there's this plinky off-kilter piano melody. Uh, you know, the, the lyrics are, are pretty standard stuff. It, it's nothing super <laughs> sounding. You know, they, they brag about women, about money, uh, signifiers of wealth. But there's just like... They're having so much fun together. You can really tell they're like enjoying to be together on this production. Um, and they're actually, as I you know just said, like the lyrics aren't super good. There are, I would say, the chorus has a really interesting line. It's "Bitch, I'm rich, but I'm still ghetto," which there's actually like kind of I think a lot going on with that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot being said about um, you know what happens when you kind of hop classes. You know, you you get a lot of money, but you know you're from a different social strata and like kind of how that feels like and. I think there, there's a lot going on there. Um, and, and yeah, I just think it's, like, so much fun. Like, this is just, like, a total delight to me. Like, 8-bit video game music and two rappers goofing around. Like, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> a total like delight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sad to say this, Joe. Uh, I'm not a fan of this one at all. Oof. And, look, you know, no one uh, loves Water by Ugly God as, as much as me, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one totally left me cold. Um, not a big little pump guy. Um, I just thought this this was pretty forgettable. Um, yeah, I know. It's just it wasn't it wasn't for me. Um, everything you just described as a positive, I would I would I would say <laughs> oh, it would wow. be a negative. Uh, I don't like the production. I think the lyrics are kind of clumsy. Um, you know. No thanks. You're, you're on not this one, showing up to this God. this God's church. You are a non-believer. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a non. I wouldn't say I'm a non-believer in Ugly God. Like that, I would but never say song, something like that. But yeah, this this song, yeah. Just listen to Lionel Richie's "Hello" instead. That that would be my that would be my uh, all right advice. There's some real mustard music. Keep up with all the contemporary hits. <laughs> listen to that's yeah. every song. Here I with should the just freshest be like, music. Listen to Lionel Richie right. instead. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they don't make them like they used to. Uh, Lindsay, yeah. what, what do you... I agree with you. I, I think this is a really fun, bouncy song. Oh, I like. I love how you can hear they're having fun. And obviously with a title like Hello, and with the two of them being like, Hello, Hello, it introduces this element of conversation that I think is fun from a song 
it sort mm. of invites the listener in um, in a way that you don't always get from other songs. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we're saying hello to... Never mind, I give up. We're saying hello, Jason's saying goodbye. (laughs) Nope. Not for me. Anyways, well, whatever. We will let the listener <laughs> decide. Uh, so, so here it is. It's Hello is Ugly God featuring Lil Pump, and it's good, despite what Jason says. Drop out the school just to run it up. Nigga, you broke it your money up. Thought I didn't you get the upper cup. What the fuck? Ooh. Hello, hello, bitch, I'm rich, but I'm still ghetto. Hello, hello, fuck on that bitch in her home on the metro. Hello, wait, hello, Mexican floor named Pedro. He do what I say cause I got him on payroll. Hello, hello, bitch, I'm rich, but I'm still ghetto. Hello, hello, fuck on that bitch in her home. All right, this next one is Sky Ferreira, Downhill Lullaby. I. I, I, I hope that her next album, uh, whenever it's coming, and we still don't know when it's coming. I wish I hope it's coming soon. Uh, I do hope that there are some some pure pop moments on it because I, I think that although she's not com- she's not interested in becoming like a traditional pop star, and that's very fair. Uh, she's so successful at uh, traditional pop when you know when you think about everything is embarrassing, but also on nighttime my time, like I blame myself. You're not the one. Like these songs are really hold up years later, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're so fascinating in, in just in terms of their approach and her voice and her anger behind a lot of her songs. Um, yeah, I just I, I love Sky and and Downhill Lullaby is is certainly a pretty sharp left turn, but it's I think it's worthwhile. So anyway, what do you what did you guys think of this? Um, I I'm just gonna pause and leave it at that. Uh, I like it. <clears throat> I will say that it's I don't no, know. Like, it's no ugly god. Featuring it's no yeah. ugly god featuring yeah. a little pump. I don't know how often I'll return to it. Yeah. That being said, I kind of I agree with what you're saying, but I almost disagree with the take. I feel like this is sort of a more comfortable lane for her. And I mean, I, I, you're probably going to disagree, but like, I liked her doing pop. But I always felt with her doing pop music that she was someone who was like not a pop artist who was just making pop music. Like, this to me feels like like her more, like, a true artistic voice. Oh, no, I, I don't agree, know where, I like... I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that, actually. I, yeah. think, I think that she is more comfortable doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, I just hope, and again, I think that she's so successful at uh, at pop that even, even if it's not her preferred lane, and obviously I totally respect that, mm-hmm. uh, she's so good at it that I, yeah. I hope we get some of that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... Yeah. 
Oh, I'm not done. Anyways, I have other notes written down. <laughs> Read your notes, Joe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, at five minutes, that is a little bit long. But, you know, it's, it's very cinematic. Yes. Uh, I mean, quite literally, it has strings in it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting. Like, the strings are sort of, like, disorienting and vertiginous. It very reminds me of Bernard Herrmann's uh, work in Alfred Hitchcock's movies. Ooh. Oh, sure. Um, it, builds, it builds up <laughs> to kind of like a, a fun little cacophony at the end. Um, and I also really appreciate that, uh, which is kind of a bold move for any singer, like, She's she takes a step back vocally, like she lets the music mm-hmm. kind of dominate and not so much her voice. Yep. Like, and not that her voice gets eaten up, but like she's not she, the, the mix. You're, like, let me start over. Her voice isn't like front and center in the mix, and a lot of singers would be kind of scared to do that. I appreciate that she's uh, able to do that. Uh, it also yeah. sort like sort of reminds me um, a little poppier, but like of the work of the late Scott Walker, who recently passed yeah, away. Yeah, I thought uh, the same thing. Oh, nice. Uh, but Lindsay, what's your take on this? Well, so going off of what you said on how her voice isn't front and center, what I did notice that I really liked, and it's subtle, um, as, after the cacophony, as you said, <laughs> um, after sort of like the sonic explosion at the end, the thing that like brings you as the listener back is her voice again. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just read the most of the cover story that Pitchfork did before listening to this, and right at the top she was talking about this anxiety attack that she had, and then I listened to this song, and I feel like this is a soundtrack of what an anxiety attack might be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a sense of falling when you're listening to this yeah. almost. And then to it, like for it to have that sonic explosion and then to have her very soft voice like be the thing to pull you back out and then to have it end. I think it's actually a, a beautiful and really smart song. Yeah. No, I'm super curious to see like where she goes. Like, if she has a full album yeah. of stuff like this. I don't think there could be a full album like this. Just because it's so heavy, almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there would have to be some lighter moments. But, but this is like, an interesting be, but... reintroduction. Yeah. No, it, sure. it's bold. It's a bold uh, move. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let us listen to it. So, Sky Ferreira, Downhill Lullaby. No one can hear me. Right, that was New Sky. Uh, next and last, one of my picks, Ooh. The Chainsmokers. Ooh, baby. New song, Kills You Slowly. This song killed me slowly. Okay, so I do I do actually like this song. Ugh. This is definitely one of those picks, though, where I'm also just kind of like, I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. Like, their career has, well, anyway, so let me just uh, say, <laughs> Kills You Slowly. Uh, it's sort of like, it's, it's kind of a slower, like, vaguely lovely sort of Coldplay-ish type thing, like more late years Coldplay. Uh, it is Andrew Taggart uh, of the duo sings on it. Yeah, uh, I was wondering. I, I I didn't know who did the vocals. It, it is I Mr. Taggart. Um, he's not, like, he listen, he's not like a vocal dynamo, <laughs> but he has a good voice. He has a surprisingly good voice. You know, we don't hear a lot of DJs singing on their own songs, which is cool in itself. Um I like that this is, like, a, a radio-oriented pop ballad, but, like, there's some interesting, like, the you know, kind of skittering beats in the background. Like, they're they're using electronic music, but they're definitely making a, a complete move to, like, radio-oriented pop yeah. at this point. Like, you would not listen to this and be like, oh, this is an EDM group. But I think that's also very smart because, and I'm going to try to choose my words carefully, like, 
you know, like EDM was super hot, was like white hot for a while, and it has cooled off a bit. Like I'm not saying it's over, and dance music is eternal. You're saying dance music's over. There, That's dance it. music will <laughs> always have a vibrant scene, but like in terms of like the you know like the it moment, like you know people EDM was that for a while, less so now, and I think it's very smart of them that they're sort of pivoting away. They're, but they are very smart. I mean, they're like basically like business dudes. Can't believe you just declared EDM is over. <laughs> yes, Unbelievable. dance is dead. Feet will never move again. <laughs> oh, no. uh, this song's really good. I like Isn't this song good? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that like we're headed toward the moment in which we like there's gonna be some sort of like Twitter movement of like, are the Chainsmokers like actually making really good music now? Yeah. Um, not that they, you know, were making terrible music before, despite what a lot of people thought. Um, I think that they're they're making really solid pop music now, and I'm I'm kind of all about it. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, not about not a fan. Not at all. Wow. I literally wrote thumbs down. <laughs> I can see her notes, <laughs> and she did indeed write thumbs down. Wow. I don't I don't get this song. I just I don't think it was very good. I feel like I'm the only one who, when everyone was trolling the Chainsmokers, I liked what they were doing then, and I thought mm-hmm. they were doing it well, even though they were following sort of a blueprint of having these vocalists come onto their tracks. Yeah. And now I feel like ever since they're trying to switch it up a bit, which may be a smart move business-wise and str- strategy-wise, but it's not working for me. Nothing that they've put out with Drew singing on it has really, Aww. Has really hit the mark for me. Sorry, Drew. Sorry, buddy. Well, they've they've lost one fan, but gained two. No, I've actually yeah. been like, not like a stand, but like I've been a, a subtle yeah. supporter over the like, you sure. know, like Kanye from Kanye. Really, I was like, actually, these guys are actually pretty good. Wow. Um. My, my wife really likes that Coldplay Chainsmoker song, something just like this. So I whenever, like that song. whenever that but, song is yeah. on the radio, uh, we listen to it, and it's, I have to say, I sort of fine. hated how much I liked it. Yeah, was, yeah, it's I fine. Agree. But that's how I felt about a lot of their music, and now I just hate it. <laughs> it's just pure <laughs> hatred hate. at this yeah. point. Um. Well, I'm sorry. This song killed you slowly. Wow. It's okay. Uh, something gets us all. Something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one lasts forever. <laughs> um, anyways, all right. Well, let's listen to it. Uh, Chainsmokers kills you slowly. I do things I can't defend, and even when you hold it in, hold it, even though it kills you slowly. Explosions, hit it when we're in the open. All right, uh, that was Chainsmokers, and this is the end of the Eilish podcast. Some pretty harsh pans. We did have some this, harsh pans on in this, this episode. Yeah. Whenever Lindsay writes thumbs down in her notebook, like <laughs> then you know As if shit's I would getting real. That I didn't like. It. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, I love this. Song. Oh wait, wait a minute. I, I wrote thumbs down. I guess I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what's coming up. Uh, probably Khalid. some stuff. We'll have some Khalid Oh, that's next great. Week. Yeah. Khalid. Very um, excited about Some Khalid. Sarah B. Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. Young Sarah. Young and, Sarah. Uh, and then our new overlords, BTS. Our new overlords. That is, yeah. We're going to have that BTS must-hear music. It'll be fun. Yeah. 
Let's do it. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. If you got some recs, tweet at us. Uh, tweet your takes. Have on we these... gotten any reviews lately, like in iTunes? I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Uh, review us. Come review on. Review us. Yeah. Yeah. Write something. Tell tell us what puzzle talk <laughs> the podcast would be like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and if you would listen. <laughs> yeah, please let us know. If someone, but okay, let's say someone had never listened to the podcast and they went to the reviews <laughs> and it was all about puzzles. Oh, that'd be awesome. They would be I like, like, oh, that. this is a podcast I will never have interest in listening to. Or, or maybe they love so puzzles and then they'll listen like, to it and be like, where's the puzzle music talk? and puzzles? Right. I mean... I yeah. just, just a final thought. I just searched if uh, the name Puzzle Talk is the name of a podcast that exists. It does not. Great. Ooh, all right. It's ours for the taking. Ours for, the, or whoever's listening, honestly. Like, Ooh, yeah. Free ideas. Take yep. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 